1: Thanks for listening to Primetime with Isaac and Souk On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan.
2: Service Patriots is your home for comfort solutions for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan.
0: Stripper. Then you can find the time to spend with your actual family. Prime time with Isaac and Sue Hey!
2: What they on? All steroids and no carbs. They're the big ass kids.
0: This is Primetime.
2: We're not like you. We're growing
3: up. Your source for the best in local, regional, and national sports. Oh! Here are Isaac Rop and Jason Sakanik with Primetime on
1: 1080 The Fan. All right. Welcome back. Pleased to have you along. It is 4.06. You are listening to Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan in beautiful Portland, Oregon. But it's not so beautiful today because it won't stop raining. As a matter of fact, uh, you will hear on in the news coming up here that it is flooding everywhere and we're all going to die. Yeah. Apparently it's not going to stop either. My, Very strong rain.
2: My uh my special lady friend, her brother lives in India and I guess they're having like horrific flooding. So like we were bitching about the rain, and then he sent us some some photos of like where he lives and we're like, Okay, we'll shut up. They got like three He trumped
1: you. He did, he, he trumped won me. up to you.
2: They got like three feet of water like going down, like cars are getting washed away like on a street, and I was like, I'll shut up now.
1: Like real flooding. Yeah, like real flooding. We don't have much <laughs> flooding here, but out on the coast, yeah, it's gotten bad. Well, like we got like five, six inches of rain coming down out yeah, there. Yeah, it's crazy, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: What, what did you used to say about the the coast in the winter? It was lovely. Eh.
1: I like the coast, yeah, but in, in I mean, the winter
2: that's 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 pass for me.
1: It's just you know it's not like it's not the beach, right? It's the coast. It's the coast. It's it's there's a difference. That is that is a good yeah. You're not going yeah. in the water, right? No one's <laughs> <laughs> taking a dip right now in the mid December. Um. All right. Where were we? Oh, ah. This NCAA thing came out of nowhere today. Yeah, we got a letter from the uh, the a president. Letter. I love that they still write letters. It's cute.
2: Yeah, it's a whole thing.
1: Charlie Baker, two two pager. He's the new head cheese at the NCAA. You haven't heard much from him since they, uh, I don't know, put him in office or swore him in or whatever the yeah. hell they do with this guy. Got rid of Emmert. He is the president, and he has called for a new tier of Division One, and in that tier, <laughs> Cause that's what we need. We need more tiers. In that tier, uh, schools will be able to directly pay their athletes.
2: Yeah. So basically what they're, they're saying is this is going to be an optional. Um, mm-hmm. You can say you're in or you're out. Yeah. And if you decide to be in, it will be a subset of an already fu- subset, which is the FCS. <laughs> and what will happen here is that you have to, as a school, put in at least minimum 30 grand in a trust fund to pay your athletes directly. Um. Doesn't have to be 30. You can have it be 100. You can have it be 200, but at least 30. And by the way, this is going to get very expensive because you still have to comply with Title IX. So you're going to have to, if you're putting in for men, you have to put in for women as well. Uh, And obviously, football is such a big deal that this is going to spill over to most female student athletes. And then some other things uh, NIL will, you'll be allowed to basically have NIL within your own school now. So now you have to have boosters like Indiana, for instance, doesn't have NIL for crap, but they got 20 million dollars to pay off their football coach. Now, Indiana can just have their NIL be their own school and pay their players whatever you want. And it also basically frees this. What they're saying is this new subset will be what we're talking about is the breaking away with the big power schools and they can do what they want. They can make their own rules, they can have as many coaches as they want, they can decide how many scholarships that they want, whether to make new limits or do away with all limits altogether. It will basically be the the final piece of amateurism dying. The only thing to stop short of is revenue sharing.
1: Yeah, so I I mean I get the part where I think the best part of this is they're saying schools can just pay athletes directly. Yes. In other words, they just it's separate from academic um, resources, right? Is yes. what he, is the way he put it. Yes. So they want that. That's good. So that, so if you have the money and you've got the money raised from boosters or wherever you get it, uh, you just put it in the bank and you pay your athletes however you see fit. Okay. Yes. So that, and so no longer does Dan Lanning have to dance around the NIL topic when we talk to him. Like right now, he's like, well, I can't talk about that. That's the collective. Yes. Uh, separate of the school. Now it will be in house in the school. So that's good.
2: And you can still have that. So, and, and the players can still go do their NIL with other yeah, entities. Sure, of course. But this now can come directly. So, with the 30000 what they are saying is for every athlete now, there will be a minimum that you are paid $30,000. And they say that that is for educational uh, things, but there's it, it's that's what it's designed for, but there's no uh, stipulation on how that is spent. So the kid can spend that on whatever he wants, but every kid will make a minimum of $30,000, but obviously the big
1: ones are going to be much higher than that. So the thing that I don't really understand it's very vague is he was talking about how you can just make your own rules yes and you were talking about coach you know number of coaches um transfer portal rules like what what does that mean what are they what are they trying to get Uh, so so basically
2: so when when i was reading through this and we've efforted uh, a couple people so hopefully this week we're going to get someone on but um i was i I read through uh enough of these where to me the, the gist is simply the gap between, and this is what the the president said, the gap between the haves and the have-nots continues to grow. And basically, you're asking the have-nots to extend themselves too far, and you're asking the haves to have to peel it back yeah. to accommodate others. And so they're saying, at this point, everyone make your own decision. And, and this, by the way, doesn't have to be a conference thing. It can be a school-by-school thing that Anyone that wants to opt in, okay, this is the bare minimum commitment that you have to make. And if you opt in, you guys get together, and under the framework of the NCAA, you create your own rules. Basically what they're saying is oh, you so create okay, your own new
1: league. So wait, okay, so that's where I was confused. They're saying whoever opts into this, yes. those schools collectively make rules that are the same for everybody. Yes. In the press release that I read, it made it sound like each school could do their own thing. It.
2: it I mean- Technically, I guess this would allow that, but I think the larger idea is that you are going to separate, yeah. and okay. and so you will now have like the the FBS, you'll have the FCS, and, and now you're going to have this. Jesus, yeah, and now you've got the you know there, how many different divisions? Like, will you were you technically Division Two? <clears throat> I'm a.
3: Division two, there's D two, D three, yeah. D one FCS, D one FBS. You have NAI, which is its own yeah, thing. Yeah, that's like Willamette, like, Linfield. No, right? that's like Southern Oregon stuff like that. Willamette, Linfield, that's D three, and then you've got JUCO, which California yeah. has their own, and oh. then the rest of the country has their so own. So this it's would
2: just crazy. be a. This would be a separate. Subdivision of that, but it would still play under the banner of the NCAA. It would still play under the banner of the college football playoff. There would still be a loose affiliation, but
1: why wouldn't I opt in if I'm? Well, I think I'm thinking of Oregon State. I don't know if they have the money. Yeah, but you got to opt in. You got to try, right? Like, why wouldn't you say, oh, dude, this is like, to me, this is a lifeline for Oregon State and Washington State. Now, not to say that they. Like, in other words, I didn't see, I didn't read anything in there where they, where they would get kicked out. No, it's I mean, choice. It, it is choice. So you, you may still not be able to keep up. You yes. know, I mean, it's still going to be, but um, it doesn't put bound It doesn't put you in a conference. It doesn't put you in a. Well, yeah, but it gives you the. You're in the highest tier. That's what you want. Yes, right. It's if, no longer power five.
2: No, it is a matter of can you afford to do it? And this is where eat school uh, is going to have to take a long, hard look in the mirror. And ask themselves, do we want to try to play the reindeer games with, like, if you're Oregon State or Washington, I, I've, I, I was reading a bunch about this because I obviously I went to BYU. Mm-hmm. And now there is a big debate amongst BYU fans uh, who just got into the Big 12. Can mm-hmm. BYU afford to do this? And basically, what they're
1: asking is, is the church going to spend the money exactly for them to do this? It's right. Like, okay, so I think there's a lot of schools that would say, on the surface, we cannot afford to do this. Yes, because you're you're talking about playing in a pool with or swimming in a pool with two hundred fifty million dollars. State dollar and Texas and Oregon and it, and it, well, Oregon wouldn't even be one, but you know, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. But that's not the, the so on paper, there's gonna be a lot of schools that would would not qualify. Yeah. But that's not really the the point. The point is, can you go get the money to make it work? Yeah. And it's, you know, it used to just be about how much money you were bringing in, revenues, TV contracts, isn't that? Now, it seems to be that they're opening this up to say, hey, it's all about commitment from your donors. Yeah. Right, it's like, or your university. and revenue and and your revenue stream. Obviously, that matters. Yeah. But I just mean there's another element that they're opening up here that is going to force schools like Oregon State or Washington State or just any Kansas, any school that isn't elite uh, in terms of budgets, they are going to have to get creative in raising money to keep up. And and so to say that they can't do that, it's not true. They can. It's just a matter of. How, you know how do you go about doing it are you effective at doing it like it's in other words it's kind of a, it's a little bit of a lifeline uh, because because yeah, if, i mean it gives you an opportunity to sell something to raise that money
2: but the problem and this is where i'll push back a little bit and that yeah i guess in in theory it gives you a, a raft but it's a raft with a bunch of holes in it and but it's every, a raft it is a raft but the problem is the, the if you choose to go into the deep waters this is the raft you've been given and the other, and it's a race and everyone else isn't in a raft. Everyone else is in a yacht. And so do you really want to be the one in a, in a, in a dinghy or in a little life raft with a hole in it and fighting and and, and clawing to even come up with the bare minimum to reach this? Like, let's say if you, most people are saying that if you did this for your, for your football, your basketball, and then the equivalent, um, females to, to make up for title nine just in this alone you're looking at anywhere from six to eight million bucks and for the Ohio states of the world it won't be thirty thousand dollars
1: but what if they what if they put a cap like okay so everybody who opts in they yeah. sit down and they talk say how are we gonna structure this okay yeah. what if they put a cap on how much you can spend on recruiting see you, you, they can't do that because this is where the antitrust stuff comes in that's why
2: I said there's There's multiple lawsuits going through the federal system right now challenging the amateurism model because they want (coughs) revenue sharing and they want to unionize. And the reason why this whole thing is coming about right now, make no mistake about it, is this prevents revenue sharing. The NCAA is throwing (coughs) up the flare gun and saying, "Okay, we get it, guys. At this point, spend whatever the hell you want to spend. Ohio State, Texas, everybody. You know, it's, it's, this is what you're doing, but please, please let's stop with the revenue sharing. And if you come out and you try to say, all right, we're going to put a salary cap on this. We're going to put a budget on this. Then you're just opening yourself back up to a whole new line. So the the whole reason that this exists is for Ohio state and Texas and Alabama and anyone else to spend whatever the hell they want to spend and have as many coaches they want to spend and possibly even have as many scholarships as you want. So Look, I'm not saying that you couldn't, if your are Oregon State or Washington State or BYU, decide to go into this, but realize that you are dumping a lot of money into something where... The gap has always been significant, and you've always tried to jump that gap, and you've never done it successfully, by the way. And the gap just got that much greater because there isn't going to be anything holding back Ohio State and Alabama and Oregon and Washington from really, really putting their foot on the gas at this
3: point. I think this is where it's smart for OSU and WSU to look at North Dakota State— North Dakota, Montana, Montana State, because those are schools that have had the option and they've had success to jump up to an FBS level, but they've stayed at the FCS because they get to be the big fish in the small pond. I don't think that that's a bad thing for Oregon State or Washington State if they do create this third tier go be the big bad team. Go win national titles. Because guess what? If you go to a Montana kid or you go to a North Dakota state kid and go, well, your national title doesn't count. They're going to tell you to pound sand and pound rocks. There there are people who will look at Mountain West teams that are getting recruited and go, well, why would I go play for Fresno state or Wyoming or Nevada when I can go to North Dakota state or I can go to Montana and I'll play in front of 30,000 people and my games will be sold out and I'll be playing for a playoff berth and a national title every single year oh by the way all those games are on tv now so i think sometimes you have to look at it for oregon state and washington state and say this is our lot in life let's go be the big bad bully yeah. and, instead yeah, of being the little that. guy they're not good that's a tough pill to it, swallow it, especially
2: man. being where they've been at but I, I know for me personally like i said for, for the byu thing with the, the limitations we have already because well we're BYU, and we put our own rules on that we're not going to get great athletes uh, like other schools do. I would rather, as a BYU fan, I would rather us be one of the top 10 schools in the—and and by the way, there's going to be good schools in this. is going to be really good football. I think I would rather do that and then still have a chance to go up and play two or three games against the, the big boys, you know, go schedule a game against an Ohio State or an Oregon or, or someone, UW, and take our chances at it. I'd rather do that than try to play in this world where realistically we, we can't, we, we don't have the money, unless the church, <clears throat> which is worth like eight gajillion dollars, just says, you know what, F it. Sure. What do you need? $200 million? Cool. But that's really what you're facing is some of these schools are going to have to find a way to raise $100 million a year to play at this level. And that is just, you know, at a time when like Arizona right now and Washington State and some of these other places are literally facing financial ruin as a university, not as an athletic program. Yeah, I I don't know where that money comes from.
1: I, I don't either. But what I'm saying is you, the old model killed you off. Yeah. It killed you off. Yeah. At least here you have a chance to try to keep up if you have the money you can keep up and yes. that's what i'm saying like yeah. it, that's when remember when we we've talked about this we always use this as the example remember when cal came around and said you know what we cannot afford all these sports yeah if you want to save your particular sport raise step it. up and they did raise the money well some of them died yeah, but, but some of them yeah. stepped up big time yeah, they raised and like they, 10 million bucks the result of that was that they looked around and went wait a minute there's a lot of money out there that loves Cal baseball enough that when it was on the chopping block they stepped up and kept it yeah well now that's happening with football yeah. and I tell you what there's gonna be a lot of people that would be willing to step up now I'm not saying they can keep up I'm not saying it, it, it would work or they have enough money and you're like you're right hundred million I mean that's a that's so much money but the old model you were dead yeah. dead you rip Done. No chance. You no longer get buoyed by the bigger school's uh, TV eyeballs, basically, right? You don't have that. They killed they killed that option off for you. I'm talking about Oregon State, Washington State. Yeah. Well, at least now you have a chance to try. Yeah. And that is why to me it's a lifeline. And any, I don't know how it'll go. And anyone that thinks that this
2: isn't happening, it's happening. This is I'm telling you, look at some of the federal cases that are going on right now. The death of the NCAA is coming if they don't do something, and this is their Hail Mary to prevent unionization and <clears throat> revenue sharing. And
1: well, somebody just, so this is happening. Well, there's a text. We'll get to the text, this text next. They said, what value or purpose is there to the NCAA at all? Well, that's, it's a good question. And we'll start there when we get sure. back. It's 421
0: on The Fan. Caitlin Prime time with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. Oh, 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 oh. All
1: right. Uh, the Vancouver Fort text line, 503-864-6326. Uh, someone asked, we're talking about this NCAA proposal that, in the letter from Charlie Baker, the new president of the NCAA. And someone asked, what value or purpose is there to the NCAA at all? Okay, two things. Uh, the main <clears throat> one is, it's
2: important to remember that we, when we think about the NCAA, we often think about college football. One, the college football playoff is the only championship that's not even governed by the NCAA. That's under the college football playoff. But there's 32 leagues and like 315 teams in Division One. I mean, you're only talking about 5% it's Division One football that fall into this category that we're talking about is that, that, that would possibly want to break away. And it's actually less than that because not every Power 5 school um, is, is going to do this. I'm guessing some of them are not going to have the financial wherewithal to keep up with this. I mean, I mentioned Washington State's athletic department being in trouble, but Arizona is in financial ruin as a university. Like, go look at some of the problems Arizona's having. And now, again, you're going to ask Arizona to, to possibly come up with an extra 50, 60, 70 million dollars. So you're all talking about a small number of schools. So for the rest of the Division One model, you need the NCAA to run all those playoffs. I mean, Will again. Will played it at, at, at a lesser division, and playoffs. you know, Will got to go and, and play in playoffs and 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 have a national title, and all playoffs. of those. Divisions. They pay for all of that, by the way. They pay for that, all your flights, yes. your travels, hotels, all of it. So, without the NCAA, every one of those championships from conference to to NCAA, that all stuff goes away. So you have to have that, and then the other one, and this is really <clears> the main one why the NCAA uh, exists, is um, amateurism. And I know that sounds crazy, but through all of this that we're talking about here, the main one here, and this is what the NCAA, like 60 years ago, why they coined the term student athlete, I think it was like back in the 60s, is to have amateurism. Because if you don't have the NCAA, and you say this no longer has an academic affiliation, then all you are is employees. And that would be so catastrophic because athletic departments would shut down overnight. Because once you are deemed an employee, now you have collective bargaining. Now you have revenue sharing. Now you have workers comp. Now you have all of those things,
1: and aren't uh, they tax exempt too? And that uh, will go away. Yeah,
2: and that's it's all gone. Mm-hmm. Then you just basically become professional sports. So, like when you hear about a school like Ohio State, like, like we keep bringing them because I think they have the biggest budget. It's like two hundred fifty million bucks. Realize that if you got <laughs> rid of the NCAA, your budget just got slashed in half because fifty percent of that has to go to the players, and you can't. Under this model, no one, this is what they're trying to prevent more than anything is the amateurism model going away because that would create, I don't even know what that looks like. I mean, it just creates
1: the NFL, basically. Well, the NCAA is just trying to hang on. Yes. I mean, they, they want to control this. And what they want to do is they want to avoid another entity, a.k.a. Congress, yes. or a school mutiny from controlling it. So yeah. the NCAA is dying, and yeah. we all know that. To their credit, I think what they're saying here, they've got this new president, and I think what he's saying is, we recognize that. Yeah. We're, we recognize that we're about to get cut out of this deal if we keep pounding this student-athlete drum. Yeah. So here... Let's do this, yeah. and, for and al- if you guys all agree with that, we, they so then they if 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 you do it under our umbrella, mm-hmm. we don't die. Yeah. If the if Congress acts on this, we die. Yeah. So they're just trying to get out ahead of this. And the smaller schools, the Tulanes and the BYUs and the Central Washingtons and the the
2: <clears throat> Eastern Washingtons and the the Youngstown states, they want this because it <clears throat> keeps them alive. Because it, again, it keeps the amateur model. And they're, the the Ohio states of the world want this because it's like cool. We still don't have to dip into our pockets to pay our players necessarily. We can still make this a budget friendly sort of thing and still make a bunch of money. Realize that this year, for the first time ever, coaches' salaries are equal to scholarships given out across the across Division One. Coaches' their salaries actually make up the same percentage of money as scholarships, and like they, they, they just, and it was
1: always less. Oh God, yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, coaches' salaries are insane now. When you when you look at, at, at the cost, I mean, of, the scholarships were
1: always less. Yeah, the scholarships yeah. were always less. Yeah. They always cost more to have the coach.
2: Yeah. So, like, when you look at this now, it's like it it's just it's this. Everyone benefits from creating a model. Outside of the players, the players would benefit the most if it just went to professional model because it's a free market system and a small percentage of them. But every university, every coach, every administration is desperate to keep this alive in some form. And by doing this separation, what they're hoping is the small schools will say, cool, we opt out business as usual, we've got some cost control, this is the rules by which we have to play by, and the big boys will be like, okay, now we're freed up, we can spend our money, but we also don't have to go into the role of actually being employees and dealing with everything that that comes along with. So they're just trying to create a system that works for both sides without having it be the death of amateur athletics. So you
1: think the big schools are going to go for this? Yes. Or do you think they're huddled up right now talking about their own little plan? No, they're going to go
2: with this. Hmm. Because I think that they're absolutely terrified of the lawsuits and Congress getting involved, so I, I think that
1: so the NCAA is going to find a way to weasel their way into this.
2: Well, we'll see because huh. if those if those lawsuits still find their way through it could all of this could be moot and someone could challenge this and then
1: that's true you know
2: because all it takes is one Boy. or two schools to set some precedents by unionizing,
1: and then all hell breaks loose okay, well, let's move on to in the news. Guys, you guys want in the news? Let's news it. I've got flood news, and uh, yesterday we talked about uh, Dan Ryan and I having something in common, where neither of us have been in Sioux's kitchen. No, and neither of us are running for mayor. I mean, you're basically the same person. But there is a guy who is running for mayor. We Mingus Maps has a challenger. Oh, mm. I like I like me some maps. I'll tell you who that is. Coming
0: up next on In the News, Prime Time with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan.
1: Just really excited right now, guys. The NCA, or I mean the uh, NBA, uh, in season tournament is back on. <laughs> Knicks, I, Bucks. I know they're saying that this is getting uh, some some good numbers
2: for the NBA, and like I guess it's, it's like, players no, are, it's are not. players are taking
1: it seriously. I, I. Well, just, they have financial incentives, yeah, right? Yeah, have a million bucks. I just couldn't. What get, I, half a million bucks? Half a million for to ev- every player that wins.
2: Yeah, the tournament. Yeah, like oh, Lillard damn. said that he was interested in that for some of like the younger players. Obviously, it's not yeah. as much of a thing for him. But that's a big deal. I just cannot give <clears throat> two flying. You know what? Hey, look at this intensity, though. I mean, this game <laughs> I just,
1: is it's wild. Whatever. Eight to four is the <laughs> score. <laughs>
2: It's There's December. something else on?
1: December 5th, 2023. Time now for In The News. I mean, Noted Newsman. In The News is on. That's what's on. Oh, can't wait. Red Wings with Sabres. On my way right now. Today is the day of the ninja. Oh.
2: When I was a kid, ninjas were a very big deal. Yeah, <laughs> I would have were. thought
1: they would have played a bigger role in my day-to-day adult life. <clears throat> yeah, Love. ninjas have kind of lost their yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. luster. Yeah.
2: But back in the day, man... Ninjas, like mid-80s? Who, yeah. di-
1: who didn't have ninja stars? I was a ninja for Halloween one year. Did you have some nunchucks, did you? I had a Chinese star. Yeah. The throwing star was a big deal.
2: Again, I assumed that when we were
1: adults that we'd all have throwing stars, and now everyone just has guns, which kind of negates the whole throwing star thing. You know thing, what I use for throwing stars? <laughs> you know what I use for my throwing star? What? My sheriff's badge.
3: <laughs> you didn't From- buy him at the Vancouver mall? <laughs>
1: No, was
2: that Excalibur that store at the mall? You could buy them for like four bucks.
1: Yeah, Yeah, we didn't have something that cool. No, not in Salina. Yeah,
2: there was always that one weird knife store at the mall that sold.
1: You guys were lucky, like real ones. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We had real throwing stars that we would throw into trees, but you'd have to like they would be labeled as like paperweights or something because they couldn't say that they were like (laughs) throwing stars. So it's like when you buy a bong and it's called like anything a
0: paperweight, pretty
2: much which is how you get around it. brass. And it would sell like brass knuckles and <laughs> just dumb crap like that. And when you were a kid, they you're, like, swords. you're like, this is awesome. It is also National Blue Jean Day. Oh, I'm wearing jeans today for the first time in like a month. I don't wear jeans
1: that much anymore. Hey, are these
2: blue jeans? Yeah, that's denim.
1: Okay, they're gray. Yeah, but it's still blue jeans. So they're gray jeans. Yeah, gray jeans.
2: Uh, you know, jeans have come a long way, but there's just better pants out there.
1: Man... Jason, this coast flooding is bananas. Yeah, the rain just uh, keeps coming. It can't stop. It won't stop. Highway 101 closed from Seaside down to the junction with 26. My neighbor has a place in that along that along Highway 101. There is he
2: stuck there, or
1: no? He's here, but it's a it's a, a second home. But um, boy, he sent me a picture of the driveway this morning? Yeah. Dude, it's like a swimming pool. Yeah.
2: Well, and the, the, it's always <laughs> dicey when you're going down to the coast because it's, you know, that road, it's one lane each direction. If something happens, yep. you know, you're cooked. There ain't no way no way around.
1: Six is closed near uh, the junction with 101 in Tillamook, um, and they say flood watch remains in effect until 4 p.m. tomorrow. Well, and then we had someone drowned in Johnson Creek here locally. Yeah, I saw that. They Did they find that? Did they find the the body i think they they
2: uh they they assume one person is gone they saw him get swept away and then they found the other body <clears> in <throat> uh, uh washington county creek so like they're, they're saying two and it sounds like they won't come out and say it but it sounds like homeless because like at the end of the article they're like if you're experiencing homelessness
1: yeah uh, well, one stay of away them, from the the rising wasn't one of them floating down johnson creek on a couch cushion that I don't know. That's what they said. That's what they You yeah. shouldn't laugh at that. I'm laughing at that. <laughs> was he doing it on
2: purpose or? I don't know. Like for like he thought he was going for like a <laughs> like a ride or?
1: I don't know, man. Oh, that's,
2: but well, they I mean, died. I guess that's what they say like in the the planes, right? You use your seat as a flotation <clears> device. I don't know if that works on a regular couch cushion, but
1: It's wild out there.
2: Yeah, there's a And this goes for homeless or uh the homed be careful around the uh, the waterways. The water levels yeah.
1: are rising, and they're really, really fast. People don't have enough respect for flood water. Yeah,
2: it's spooky. I mean, that, there is strong, strong currents yeah.
0: there. Yeah,
2: and even if it's pretty shallow, if it starts sweeping you away and you get trapped under something, and you hit your head—that's what happens. And by the by the way, don't the seat the seat cushion thing. Not a good idea.
1: Don't don't do that. <clears throat> Rene Gonzalez will soon announce a run for Portland Mayor. Oh. We got a Gonzalez versus Maps
2: uh, little show down here, huh?
1: Yeah, Mingus Maps has already said he's going to run. Rene, uh, now he's a lawyer by trade, but he's the guy who beat Joanne Hardesty last year. Yes. He's the... I so know that f-
2: devastated me because you know how much I think of her. Because you were hot on her. I was Thought a big she fan. She was hot. She was just such a,
1: a, a neat lady <coughs> with... So many great ideas. So this guy's a first-time politician, but he's been on the city council for a year now. He's saying, hey, I want to be mayor. Now, they're also saying that uh, Carmen Rubio, also on the city council, she will be... um, So basically anyone on the city council? Running. Well, Dan Ryan's not. Oh, that's true. Um, So, Gonzalez, if you must know, he is the most conservative on the board. He is for beefing up police and stiffening enforcement on no camping laws.
2: And I will say that, to me, he has a... uh, He's got a very strong-jawed look about him. Like, I can see him in some ads wearing some tough skins talking about how he's going to be tough on crime. He has a very stern, (coughs) stern look about him. You said he was an attorney, right? He's a lawyer, yeah. Yeah. Is he rich, too? I don't know. Is he one of those guys?
1: I bet he's got some dough. Aren't all lawyers
2: rich? No. 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 Not at all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Far from it. I do appreciate the fact that he is uh, running on the whole, uh, I don't know, do something about the homeless and the crime. I like that.
1: Yeah, we'll have to wait and see what, you know, how these guys stand out from one, these people stand yeah. out from one another. But uh, could be an interesting mayoral race. Sure, because I've heard know.
2: some of Mingus Mapp's stuff. And again, he yeah. seems like a fairly rational. Smart uh,
1: dude. Yeah. Looks like, think- looks like
2: looks Aaron Fentress throws me off. but
1: He needs to get glasses that don't fall down his nose. <laughs> Yeah, I watched an interview with him. <laughs> you don't you don't like that and one, do you? he Just kept constantly pushing up his glasses. I'm it's, like, Ming, babe, <laughs> is maybe it, some LASIK? Isn't it funny because they they say this all the time,
2: like little things like that can make such a huge difference in the way people vote. Like you'll make a snap judgment on <laughs> someone. Like you come time to vote, and you're like, yeah. I don't know, I don't like. This. There's something about that guy that bugged me.
1: Well, I'm not judging him about it, but he he did not seem to be. <laughs> I'll just shut
2: up <laughs> That's how Nixon lost Yeah, and then Nixon on TV next to uh, Kennedy It just, no one could vote for him Because Nixon just looked sweaty and kind of disheveled And said he didn't look trustworthy Whereas Kennedy, Kennedy hmm. had that uh, Nixon yeah. wasn't trustworthy, you don't say He had that charm about him I don't think Kennedy was either but He looked good
1: Fair. That's why that Gavin Newsom, that guy's a slick looking dude I Tell you what, you are so right about that. That dude's going to win. If he ever runs for president, he just looks he's like, going to win. He just looks like it. And that's it. That's exactly it. I hate to say it, but that's really it. He just is presentable. He is. He has the presidential look and that's really all that matters to people. Yeah. They're just like, oh yeah, I trust that guy. You know nothing about him. No,
2: there's just something. But that is the vast... Ma- look at him. The vast majority of people vote not based on any sort of policy or whatever. They either uh. vote down a ticket line or they pick one thing out about a guy and they're like, oh, i
1: Oh, he, well, said he, was, he said he was for this. If it's a handsome off, Renee Gonzalez greater than Mingus Maps, so Maps is going to have to bring his A game. Yeah, that is true.
2: And Maps, hopefully, again with some new glasses. You know, the the, the thicker glasses are in now. He might want to, you know, move to a more substantial set.
1: Yeah, it's just like you know, just tighten it up a little bit, Ming. <laughs> okay. Uh, did you see this dog mauling story? No, catch I, did. This? I did not. Yeah, we have a dead kid.
0: I got oh, to, yeah. gosh. I know.
1: But the story is just how it happened is maddening, and uh, we will get to that next on The Fan. Duke
0: on 1080, The Fan.
1: Okay, we've got time for one more story here on In The News. Unfortunately, it is not uplifting, but I wanted to bring it to your attention because I just, these stories, <clears throat> they're so maddening um, how they go down, but a, a six-year-old boy has died. Yeah. After his caretaker's dog mauled him Mm -hmm. and her, she lived. Okay, but the six-year-old obviously did not. Uh, That is what died means, yes. He's no longer with us. Okay, so here's what happened. Officers show up, Northeast 113th Avenue in Shiler. They show up at 740 this morning, and there's a woman at the front door covered in blood. This is the homeowner. So, the boy's grandmother drops him off at this woman's house, and she is to take him to school. So, that's the deal. I don't know. I don't know what happens with grandma, but maybe she goes and hits the slots. Who knows? You know, got to go. You got to take little Johnny to school. So, the woman who owns the home. She has two dogs. They are large Great Dane Mastiff mixes. Those are, en- I mean, just...
2: the That's idea- huge. Great Danes and Mastiffs might be the two <coughs> largest breeds that we have, you know, that, that are regular dogs in this country. Those are
1: enormous. So they are in a... She keeps them separated. Uh, they are in a garage that is attached to the house. Okay. She goes into the garage this morning... The boy was inside the house. The boy follows her, opens the door to the garage, and one of the dogs attacks him—like oh instantly attacks so,
2: him. So obviously, these dogs are not safe to be around people.
1: You can't convince me that she didn't know. This right. Is... That's why they're in the garage. Yeah. And this is why I don't—I don't understand yeah, I... people who have these dogs that at any turn someone could die. Why? What is the point of know. that? I don't know.
2: This—I mean—I I don't mean like this hits home for me. I mean. If you listen to my show, I have been uh, attacked <clears throat> multiple times by a family member's uh, animal to the point where I, I don't speak to my family anymore because of this. Uh, and I, I just... I get so tired of the effing excuses. Uh, and it's always the same
1: thing. Well, he's, he's, he's great. I I, I, I don't know. I, 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 it's, it's, it's a shock. But this woman knows they're not Exactly. Great. And I'm kidding. Conv- because they said the second dog was involved in the attack, too. Well, this is my... But this is my thing. I think it's all lie. I'm just... I'm convinced that they do know.
2: They just choose to continue to harbor very unsafe and aggressive. It just it's it's stunning to me that you keep two dogs locked in a garage that and you can't tell me that she didn't damn well know that when normal adjusted dogs don't that, that are around a kid don't just <clears throat> randomly decide to maul a kid to death for no reason.
1: Doesn't happen. Well, they uh, ridiculous. They say they don't know whether she is going to face charges. She did try to pull the dogs off of the boy. I just—I can't. She did grab a gun. She did not fire the gun. Uh, Why? She was injured uh, trying to stop the attack. She was taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. As of about ten forty-five this morning, the two dogs were still in the garage, but Multnomah County Animal Services expected to take custody of them. And uh, Grandma is probably going to be suing the s out of her. I just. I'm just, it's so sad because if,
2: I I just can't imagine how scary that is for a six-year-old when those two dogs are probably three times his size. I, I can't, it just makes me, it makes me sick to my stomach. And stop getting violent, aggressive dogs. Stop being that guy. It doesn't make you cool. Or girl. Or girl. It doesn't make you a badass to have a dog that's unhinged. Stop it. It just it, it baffles me that we continue to and yeah. it, it
1: happens all the time. It's a very sad story. Yeah, it's pathetic. Could have been avoided. Yes. Um, December fifth in the news, twenty twenty three. Hot five and five is coming up next. Uh, what's gotten into the NCAA? We've got winter meeting update and uh, a lot of transfer portal news. Oh, and uh, Pac twelve awards handed out. Four fifty seven on the fan